Hi, everybody. Um, I've been managing virtual teams uh, since 2007, first at uh, Linden Lab, uh, the maker of Second Life, and then also um, at subsequent startups, and including my current startup, which is called Tetherpad. We make a um, smart calendar for distributed workers called Leave Now. I've always been involved with the customer side. And as remote workers, you know, it's difficult sometimes to get the customer information to the teams that can have an impact on the product. And you can't rely on uh, coffee clutches and uh, brown bags in order to be heard. But the other side of it is also true, that you're in a competition for people's uh, attention. You can't snap your fingers or look over somebody's, uh, uh, over somebody's desk to get their attention and make things happen. Now, the functions of communications are still going to be the same, and there's some great tools out there, but my experience is that tools are not enough. You have to have a practice. And the practice is around embedding these functions in your workflows. And by embedding these uh, functions in your workflows, you reduce the amount of effort it takes for people to get the information they need to do the jobs that they, they have. So I'll share a little bit about when it didn't work. So I had a virtual team that was focused uh, called Community Initiatives. It was across multiple time zones, across multiple countries and multiple languages. We even built ourselves a virtual fire um, to gather on a weekly basis. It was really fun. Um, but we focused on reporting. We had all this great information, all this great data, but we didn't embed it in the tools that other people were using and other teams were using in order to get things done. And we didn't create tasks that were very specific that enabled people to take action. And what happened? Well, we wound up eroding the trust of the rest of the company, from my opinion, because people stopped paying attention. And that was a loss for everybody because we didn't have the kind of impact we wanted to on the product itself. So I've learned a couple things since then. I'll show you how we do it, also with customer information. So in our mobile product, Leave Now, we actually have a suggestion button directly in the app. That sends an email directly to everybody on the team. Why? Two reasons. One, if it's urgent, anybody can read it and take an action. Second, by having it all come through the same channel with the same title, it's easily searchable. So someone like myself who has to search for this information can tell trends based on just the email thread that's going on. So let's take an example. People wanted greater buffers, greater time buffers in the app. Okay, well, I'm gonna try and summarize that information. Now, I use a very low-level tool, it's email. But the way I do it is highly structured. In the subject line, it says TLDR, too long, didn't read. And the structure of the email is all dedicated to making sure that this is something to pay attention to, and I'm gonna put the work in for the rest of the team to make sure that they understand what's going on and they can act on it. In this case, we decided, okay, we're gonna go into Slack. Slack is a, uh, a, a chat tool, but it's really cool because you can add um, information and, and text and files and so forth. Sometimes we use Google Hangout. Every, this is an expensive resource, getting everybody in the same place at the same time. So we make sure we always have an agenda, we always are making decisions, and we always have well-formed tasks. In this case, we added it to Pivotal. Huzzah, right? We're done. Wrong. You ever worked on something um, and you get to doing the build and you don't know why you're actually building it? 
Well, what we do is put all that context into Pivotal, including the original email that came from the original customer. What it does is that enables the person building to just simply scan the information, all the context is there, and they can spend those valuable cognitive resources building, not reading. Finally, we summarize all the information in a weekly email. We call it A's and O's. It stands for Achievement and Objectives. It's a simple thing. You send an email in there. You send an email. Achievements are the things you did last week. Objectives are for this week. There are three statuses, done, not done, and partial. All this is searchable. So now I understand exactly what people are doing, and it's very easy to spend the time doing it. So we're all here together, and um, you all have to uh, summarize Office Optional probably for your teams. So I have a challenge for you. When you think about your um, communication, ask yourself three questions. First, will they get the context? Your practice is brevity. Second, can they find it? Your practice is consistency. And third, can they take action? Your practice is to create well-formed tasks. Every single um, good communication will create is like a deposit of trust between you and your team. Will enable you to be heard and for their attention to be honored. Thanks very much. Try it. Shoot me up. Uh, hit me up and see how it goes. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Everett. I think one of the things that's really key about advice like Everett's is that it's good advice for any kind of workplace environment, or actually in your home life too, but it's particularly important on distributed teams because the communication details are so intensely amplified. 